It's 5 o'clock in 55 seconds. Turn on your headlights. It's time for Night Drive. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to Night Drive. I'm Horace Wexler. It's late and I am feeling great in this little slice of paradise. I hope you are too, wherever you are or whatever you're doing out there this evening. It's been a quiet week here in Fakahatchee, which which I know is probably a relief to many of you out there uh, who are happy to finally have a chance to catch their breath. Of course, recently, Crumbler Farms was burning, and uh, uh, we had the blood sprinkle that fell out of the sky, and and that was obviously very unnerving to a lot of people. Uh, So I find you just have to take the moments of calm between the storm and Whenever you can, just grab them, and uh, and grab them we shall. Uh, and so, in that spirit, I, I thought we would do something uh, a little bit different here tonight on Night Drive. I thought uh, instead of talking about the day's events or or uh, diving into uh, your opinions on city government, I thought we'd take a moment to celebrate culture and, and some of the great works, specifically some of the the great works of literature. I'm I'm speaking, of course, about. Authors like Voltaire, Shakespeare, Dickens, Homer, and that crazy odyssey of his. Uh, just true masters of the written craft. You know what? You know what? Let's get fancy tonight. Let's talk about literature. I've got my pipe, and I've got my smoking jacket, and, and even though station management won't uh, allow me to have a fireplace here in the booth, uh, I've pulled up a nice one here on my tablet. It's, uh, it's a lovely little hearth. Uh, every 15 minutes, a hand comes into frame to poke the logs a little bit. So uh, I like to pretend it's my arm. I'm also sipping a uh, brandy flavored scud. And uh, in between those sips, uh, I hope to bring a, a little air of uh, civility and culture to the airwaves. And that's all tonight on Night Drive. I know that there is uh, a certain pleasure in in the books, both uh, old and new, uh, and, and the great works, uh, especially uh, we consider to hold uh, hold truths that will live within us and that have stood the test of time. Uh, stories like A Tale of Two Cities, Lysistrata, Gravity's Rainbow. Uh, so call in tonight and uh, we'll talk about some of your favorite books, some of the favorite tomes that you've read. Maybe we'll dabble in uh, in some of the finer points and themes of literature that, that may have stuck with you since you read them and uh, in school or or uh, perhaps you discovered some of these universal truths contained uh, within these dusty pages uh, later on in your life. Uh, we'll be diving into absolutely all of these word things tonight here on Night Drive. So put on your reading spectacles and let's talk books. Uh, if you would like to call in uh, to, to share your, your favorite book or your favorite piece of literature, that number is 305-209-9686. I'm Horace Wexler. You're listening to Night Drive. While we wait for those uh, lines to light up, uh, you know, I, I have to say uh, I'm feel like I'm finally starting to get a hang of the mayor's 5 o'clock here initiative this week. Uh, it, it still doesn't make a lick of sense, but uh, I am starting to make peace with it. Fitting it into my schedule uh, just essentially means that uh, I have to be everywhere, uh, but also nowhere uh, at the very same time. I find that it's gotten me out of a, a slew of annoying appointments, uh, including one with the, uh, the station owner. <laughs> so uh, j- just try and find me. I'm also having an especially good week because uh, feeling pretty good about the fact that um, I don't know how to put it, but uh, I guess you could say that I was robbed sometime last night uh, while I was doing this very show. Someone broke uh, a window and backed a white van up to my double wide and and took all 90 of of those uh, bean grinders. And can I just say, I finally feel free. It feels like an albatross has been removed from my neck. Um, well, there's, there, we're starting to get some calls in there. Uh, so unfortunately, if you were trying to get in touch with me to, to buy one of those coffee grinders, one of those bean grinders, well, I'm not selling them anymore because they are all gone. Uh, so if the burglar is out there and listening tonight, firstly, thank you. Thank you very much. Secondly, I am not filing a police report. I am, I'm definitely not going to the police with this. So, um, do what you will. Cause this has been a, 
a real boon uh, for me, and I can finally sleep in my bed again. Uh, my stove and oven aren't packed to the gills with uh, bean grinders. It's a fabulous day. It's a fabulous week, and I hope that you are having the same experience. So uh, let's get into it. Let's start talking some books right over here with uh, line two. Line two, go ahead, caller. Let's hear all about your favorite piece of literature. Hey there, am I on? Yep, you're on. What's uh? So, what's your favorite piece of literature? Uh, liter. Uh, is that like liter? That like trash? Uh, no, no. It uh, it just oh, means books. Uh, my, my favorite trash is probably uh, probably an old fast food bag, or or actually no, you know, it, it, it's probably an empty soda cup full of ice. Love the way the ice flies when you sling the whole thing out the truck window. No, no, no. no. Books, books. Uh, literature is is just a fancy word oh. for books. Well, do sound a lot like litter, though, don't it? It does sound a lot like litter. Maybe that person thought books are trash. I wouldn't think so. But uh, what's your favorite book, caller? Oh yeah, yeah. I see. Uh, well, that's a way easier question than uh, what my favorite trash is. Uh, only one book leaps to my forefront. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh yeah, talking. Uh, Talking about that Da Vinci Code. The paperback by uh, by Dan Brown. Oh, Dan Brown. <laughs> Spends a real yard and don't he? Spent the whole day thinking about Jesus being married when I read that part. Boo, blew my top straight off. Even think about it now, I need to go sit a spell because it makes my knees all weak. Hey, that feels dangerous, but it's not. feels so good. It's like candy. All right, Horace, I, I got to go sit down and maybe take my hands now. I'll talk to you uh, later. Well, okay. Uh, thanks for calling. I, I'm not sure I'd call the Da Vinci Code literature, but uh, uh, we're just getting warmed up here talking about books. Um, and I'm sure that's going to launch us right into the classics. Catcher in the Rye, Gravity's Rainbow. Let's go over here to uh, to line two. Line two. Uh, I want to hear all about uh, what tremendous literature you're consuming. Go ahead, caller. You want to hear what? Uh, uh, the, the books uh, that you've read. We're talking books tonight on Night Drive. Oh. What, what's your What's your favorite book, sir? I didn't know there was a thing. Well, um, it's, uh, that's easy. It's uh, Da Vinci. A book by Leonardo Da Vinci. I, I haven't heard uh, of... Uh, da Vinci, the Da Vinci Code, the book, the famous, the greatest book, Da Vinci Code. Uh, okay. I, I, you, you sound like an old older fella. I, I, I maybe uh, would have assumed that maybe there was like some great piece of literature that you had read in the past. Are you, are you, are you sure it's the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Well, it's a flawless piece of fiction. It's even better than National Treasure of the movie. And it's a book, which like find me find me another time that the book is better than the movie. It's fast paced and he connects all these dots and you don't see it coming and then it happens and you're like, Oh, I could have seen that coming. It's a it's a perfect book. Whereas if you like read the older books, uh-huh. for for example, the Scarlet Letter, right? It's a piece of shit, and it's too many words. Uh, well, I, I'm not I'm not sure that I, I love your opinion on this, but I, I like the spirit of of where this is going. We're talking literature. It's uh, all run on sentences if you think about it, and it's what it is is it's trash. It's smut and it's trash and it's poorly written. And if you want to find a book that's better than the Da Vinci Code, you can't. And if you tell me otherwise, then you're lying to me and yourself. Uh, I was told this was the programming that talked about was. The happenings of Takahashi and where people, uh, they make their waves and they speak about what the truth about what's really going on here. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is. It's It's been a fairly slow week, so I thought I would uh, class things up with a, with a little book talk, uh, as it as it were. Did you have some sort of uh, event you wanted to share? Or I, I mean, you could always put something yeah, on I, the, the community announcements if it was... Um, there's no announcement to be made, and if you think it's a slow week, then that's because you've been looking in the wrong direction. You haven't seen what's happening in the streets and mm-hmm. the gangs that are taken to the streets. I, uh, Let me introduce myself. My name is Shadowhorn. Oh, you may have heard of me. I, I have, if I remember correctly. You were in the mayor's race. You, you were almost our mayor. I was damn near almost your mayor. Mm-hmm. If uh, the things had fallen a little differently, if the bodies had fallen a little differently, I, I would be in charge. Right. And I wouldn't be listening to this goddamn drivel from Royston. Uh, are you talking about the uh, Royston Bong donor of the, the 8th Street Dust Kings? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Royston Bong donor, mm-hmm. my arch nemesis. Right. And the guy who's about to uh, go on blast. 
That's what I'm doing right now. You're on blast, Royston. I put it out there. Everybody knows now. You watch your old bed sore ridden back. Why is he your your nemesis? Well, this is why you need to be looking at the street. There's a war going on, Horace. Yeah. There's a war between my people, uh-huh. the T-ball walkers, R- oh. and Royston and his group. Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah. You're you're with the T-ball walkers. I am the leader of the T-ball walkers. I'm not with them. I am at the head. I am at the front. I am leading this battalion. Right. I, oof, you're putting Royston on blast. I, what What's going on? What's, what's kicking off this... Uh... This back and forth. Well, it's because it's, it's a turf war is what it is. Mm-hmm. He's coming from my country club, and that is something that will not stand. Right. I, hate, I hate seeing his face anywhere, but there's a bridge too far, and that's the bridge that goes into my country club. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What, what is it about the, uh, and, and just for the listeners at home, my understanding is the country club is, is not an actual country club. It, it's just a, a very nice uh, bar in a house with a with a backyard, and um, I, I believe it has uh, the Italian Italian bowling, like bocce ball, and uh, right. does it have cornhole? Right. I've never actually been down there. Does not have cornhole. I don't think I know cornhole. Right. It does have is, is the the bulls, the bocce, mm-hmm. and it's got the puzzles. Yeah. Uh, it's got the TV is always on at, at an audible volume. Um, forgive if uh, you just heard the noise perk up. I turned on my scooter. Right. Charging my phone from the USB port. Oh, that that sounds like a nice scooter. Oh, it's a it's a tremendously nice. Scooter. Uh, I drive. I drive the one and only. Got about Florentine in town, and that's what you know. You know when skirt shadowhorns on the way. I, I'm trying to remember. I, I only sort of know uh, about scooters in passing. I've heard the Zipperoo was pretty good, but uh, the Gat about Florentine. That's uh, that's top of the line. The top of the line. The line crashes and explodes, and the tiny pieces form sparkles around. The guy about Florentine. Ah, well, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of a perk that comes with being a, the head guy, huh? You know what? I don't. I don't want to say it's a perk. I don't get perks. I've earned my my position. I've earned my status mm-hmm. through hard work and not taking any goddamn grief from floppity flubities like Royston Bung Butt. You guys are you're having some tussles uh, over this space. Um, are you are you planning any sort of uh, retaliation uh, against the Eighth Street Dust Kings? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm planning all sorts of retaliations. We're going to, we're going to, you know, uh, probably where his head is. I think we're going to kill him. Oh, oh, that's, um, just in the streets. uh, Let me, sorry. Let me, I want to, um, I want to, um, I want to walk that back. Not in like a traditional murder way, but with, you know, fussing around with their meds and stuff. I got on the, uh, on Amazon, I got, uh, this, this uh, medical grade is sort of like it's for people who are shitting themselves to death. Can I say that on the radio? Uh, y- yeah, uh, we're on the button here, so uh, it's for the people who are uh, who are shitting themselves to death. It slows the pooping down and it stops them. Mm-hmm. For the opposite type of person who's trying to take their shits, right. they can't anymore. They back up and they slowly the organs shut down because they're so full of turd. So it it essentially plugs you up, and then I assume your whole colon is is bricked with uh, with feces, for lack of a better word. As far as I understand it, from talking to um, Leonard Scroggins, um, Lenny Skinny, yeah, it you know it backs up, it gets out of your intestines, and essentially you get you get feces in your vein. Oh. You got that in your blood. You turn you slowly you turn brown if you live that long. Uh huh. So that's what I'm going to do to them. That's what we're going to do to all of them My guys. Have, whoever we can sneak. I mean, look, you know. How, how are you going to? Uh, how are you, you going to get you, the pills in them? Are you going to hold them down and, and force them into their mouth? Or yeah, they're old and dumb. You give just put it in the drinks or their food. You know, I got I, I give a little. I give a little wink and a pat on the butt to a nurse, and I tell her to you know slip this in the old Mickey Johnson's drink, and then suddenly Mickey Johnson. Exp- Explodes like a turd balloon, and uh, you know I got my ways. Well, I, I, I have to admit this is uh, incredibly interesting, but it's uh, a long ways from maybe the more cultured aspect that I was hoping for when I declared this book week. I, I, I just, I guess, I was unaware that uh, that people could die this way. Think about, it. think about Horace. Think about how often you poop, and then think about taking that out of your life. Right. Come on, it's science. I know you're a leader here, but as in sort of an outside perspective, are you giving them a lot of time in the bathroom to potentially plan retribution? 
And I mean, typ- typically, that's where I do my best thinking. So I, I'm worried that if you're suddenly like sending them to a place where they're going to spend more and more time. Right. You gotta you gotta think about this a couple of ways. First off, this is a this is a war in which mm-hmm. in which you always have to expect that the other side is plotting and planning, uh, and that is why uh, I drive the fastest scooter in town, and so I feel I I can escape whatever they bring my way. And right. The second thing is uh, when you go to the bathroom and you can't go to the bathroom, and the inside of your body is turning into the contents of a of a forgotten porta potty. I I'm not worried about the plan you're making you understand what i'm saying right i'm not particularly worried about the great schematics delivered by a man who is as he tries to push out a turd feels instead that poop bubbling up into his chest oh that's that really does sound like just the absolute worst way to go that's what i was thinking when i thought of it i was thinking no this is bad that's awful is is there any sort of uh, i don't want to say like protection but like if someone was going to like come for you with a gun you'd put on like a bulletproof vest is there anything that they could possibly do to prevent this uh <laughs> i don't plan on being like standing there saying hey, i'm gonna shoot you down with these bowel clogging meds I'm I, I'm not going to be there I'm I, I'll be on the streets to make eyes with donor butt bong bones because I want him dead and I want him to see that feeling in my pupils, but I, I'm on my scooter and I'm off. Right. So they'll, they'll try. They'll try and come for me. I don't know if you've seen a 78-year-old person try and lift and fire a gun. It doesn't typically end up sending the bullet in the proper direction. Uh, they're much more likely to, to you know break an arm bone, mm-hmm. metatarsal, you know. So uh, I'm not worried about guns. Got it. That's probably smart. I mean, it seems like you possibly picked a more direct route to attacking your your foes. Yeah, you know, as a, an older gentleman who's who's watched his body slowly start to betray him, I I'm using that knowledge to target my my enemy's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. War has changed. Uh, none of us could engage in cyber war because we can't work this shit, and we don't have the strength. Uh, or the the bone sturdiness for weapon combat. Right. We got to get smart. We got to go after. I got to go after them from the inside, the literal inside. Look, I I think it's uh, probably in, incredibly intelligent, uh, and it seems like a very good plan to me. Um, can I ask how you became head of the uh, the Westside T Ball Walkers? Uh, I, I as far as I recall, and and you have to forgive me, memory. Uh, my memory sucks. Um, I was the first to put the tennis balls on my walker to make to, to reduce the impact and the noisiness, and uh, and the others simply followed suit, and that really just launched me to the top of the pedestal, top of the top of the, the what are those called? Those artworks with all the different faces, totem pole, top of that. I, so you were kind of like an ideas guy, and everyone was kind of like, "Hey, he's got ideas," and you sort of like got yeah. everyone. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I was a pharmacist. Before I retired, and so I, uh, you know, I know I'm pretty, I'm a smart, I'm a smart guy. It's great. And unless you have uh, anything else you you want to share about literature, uh, I I think we're gonna let you go and and try to get on with book week. Um, I'm sure Royston, if if he's listening, is uh, is suitably on blast at this point. You're on blast, Royston. Here, I got a book for you. I got a book for you, Royston. It's called. Uh, it's called. Um, it's called. Wait. You, Horace, what's a book? What's your favorite book? Oh, uh, that's a, a good question. Uh, there's so many good ones. Um, I I do quite like Oliver Twist. I think there's like a nice story of, of sort of finding your family, uh, even though it, it may hey, not be Hey, Royston, the- Royston, Royston Bongdon, I got a book for you. It's called Oliver Twist as much as you want. That poop's not coming out your butt. Great. Uh, well, we're, we're going to go to another call. Uh, thanks so much for calling in, and um, I, I hope you call in in the future, and uh, just maybe not again on Bookwake. Uh, thanks so much, Kurt. See you in the streets, Royston! Okay, let's take another call. Line four, are, are you still on the line? Hi, Horace. It's Logan Matthews. All right, Logan, favorite book of all time. Go. And my favorite book of all time, without question. I don't even need to read it to know this. I don't even need to see the movie to know this. It's The Da Vinci Code. What book could be better? Codes. Just just codes. Anything else? No, that's it. Best book of all time. Love the show, Horace. 
Well, uh, there you go. Uh, we're going to keep Literature Week rolling along. Excited to talk about some classics tonight. Uh, I'm going to take a break. You're going to take a break, too, because I'm taking a break. And then we'll be right back from that break, both you and I. Want soft to sweet dreams? I don't. I want to sleep like a goddamn rock. Like I died during the night, and now I'm waking up from it on the medical slab. If you come to wake me, guitar god Gerb Torgan, good fucking luck, muchacho. I sleep so hard if there's a fire, I'm doomed to sleep through it. But it's okay, because I'll cool off in hell. And it's all thanks to his pillow. He'd be here to tell you about it himself, but he's kind of a goon who constantly hangs a crucifix outside his shirt like he's afraid a vampire's gonna suck his neck off. Each his pillow is filled with eight fucking ducks worth of soft ass feathers plumped like a goddamn marshmallow. Your neck's gonna come when it slaps skin with this sleep beast. And if you act now, you can get two his pillows for just $29.95. Use one on your neck, use the other however you want. I'm not a cop. Use it on your sick grandma for her inheritance. Fuck the pillow, scream your sins into it. I don't give a shit. I got paid for this already. $29.95, no promo code. These sleep silks are sick. In uh, honor of Literature Week, why don't we turn the page and uh, we'll go to another caller. Let's go over here to Line 6. Line 6, go ahead, caller. Hi, Horace. How are you? Sheriff Bud Nichols here. Hey, Sheriff. How are you? Oh, you know what? I'm pretty good. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to let you know, Horace, I, I know about, about the robbery that, that happened at your trailer. My men are doing their best. To, to find out what happened to all those beanbags. Oh, uh, Sheriff, you absolutely, uh, please, uh, don't don't bother. They, they've they done me a favor. Uh, I'm so glad that those bean grinders are, are not in my trailer anymore. I, I can actually sleep in my bed again. I, I would hate for them to be returned. Um, or, or Well, it, it is still stolen property, though, so we are, we are going to have to keep pursuing it. Right. Um, we thought that, um, you know, first thing that happens when something valuable is stolen is usually somebody's going to try and fence those goods. So we thought, well, we've just got to try and find somebody who's trying to sell a bunch of grinders. Yeah. So, you know, we went online. Horace, I got to tell you, bud, uh, don't, uh, don't type grinder into your, your search bar unless you're looking to, uh, smoke some dope or, uh, meet a nice fella. Oh. Uh, well, I, I, I hadn't, but, um, that seems like good advice, uh, overall. Um, I, I think my biggest worry here, Sheriff, is that, um, it, not so much about the, the search bar, but is there any possibility that these bean grinders might come back to me? Oh, well, you know, we'll have to look into case law on that. Uh, I, I can't guarantee anything either way. Um, okay. Cause if, if, if it comes like, I would love if they were just like marked evidence and then put into like some giant box that like nobody ever opened again. Sure. Well, uh, you know, I can, uh, you know, between you, between you and me and your audience here, I can, uh, I can tell the boys to pump the brakes a little bit on that investigation. If yeah, need be. That would, that would, that would, I would really appreciate it. I, I, I don't want to tell law enforcement what to do or, or ask for any favors, but, um, if you could not solve this crime, that would be very helpful for me. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it in mind. Well, uh, let's talk books, Sheriff. Uh, I, I know you're calling in. It's Literature Week. Um, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite piece of literature? Uh, I, I gotta imagine it's uh, something law enforcement related, like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, or or maybe Crime and Punishment by uh, Dostoevsky. Well, see, I, I do like a good a good mystery, mm -hmm. you know, a uh, thriller. Um, so, you know, in in that vein. I'd have to say my favorite book is this one my daughter gave me a few years ago. Oh, yeah. It's what, called what, what, The Da Vinci Code. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's good. It's, a, you know, it's like like I said, it's kind of a, a mystery thriller adventure. They got this, the bad guy in there. Uh -huh. He's this albino fellow. He's always beating on himself with a rope. He's a real spooky dude going around murdering folks. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I, I do remember the albino. Worth, worth checking out if you haven't before. To avoid uh, talking about the Da Vinci Code uh, too much, too much more. Well, we could talk about it more. I'm happy to. Uh, I, I think we're good. I, I think I'm good. 
Okay. Uh, so, what, Sheriff, what are you doing down on, on William Bryden Avenue? What's the situation going on down there? I know my producer was telling me uh, the other day he was like a little scared to go down there because he, he felt like it was getting a little rough. Uh, what's the sitch? What's the situation? Yeah, we got uh, we got some of the old boys getting a little rowdy down there. But, I mean, it's uh, a little like the Montagues and Capulets from uh, Romeo and Juliet, right? Are they who, who are they in Romeo? And uh, well, they're the the two families that are that are warring um, with each other. Is that kind of like Opus Day and that other group of, of monks in Da Vinci Code? It's um, it's a lot like that, actually. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's appropriate thing. Yeah, yeah, Capulets and Montagues down right. there on William Bryden, and uh, but I mean things things got pretty bad down mm-hmm. there. But I think we we've, we've largely got it under control. I, I think I told you before about the uh, the Trailblazers. Right, I, I think you you mentioned that. Uh, I can't remember if that was on air or or off air. Um, but uh, just for our listeners at home, uh, can you tell us what the Trailblazers uh, were again? Well, it's kind of a, a community youth outreach to get some of these kids, perhaps looking forward to a career in law enforcement. Right. You know, it's, it gives them after school activities. It gets it gets us a little help, to be honest. Young people solving mysteries like the Hardy Boys or uh, Harriet the Spy or Encyclopedia Brown or uh, or Robert Langdon from Da Vinci. Code. Right. I I suppose he is a younger professor. Yeah. So we we got them down there. Uh, they're not uh, not exactly solving mysteries or anything just yet, but uh, you know, it's kind of boots on the ground, you know, and uh, and just having having a bit of a police presence. Uh, albeit a uh, a young not technically police police presence has been pretty helpful because you know you know what we realized is if you get these guys occupied with something else mm-hmm. other than other than gang fights and, and and boomer brawls and getting drunk and riding their scooters up and down the street if you you keep them occupied they don't have as much time left for right that. so tell you what horse what do old people love to spend their time doing Talking the ear off a of young. People. Oh wow, that is that's absolutely true. Yeah, we got the we got the young folks down there, and uh, you know they'll they'll stand there, they'll sit there uh, in their scooter or, or stand on the walker. They'll they'll talk to these kids all day. Mm-hmm. So what we've got these kids doing, and we said uh, find one of these old fellers, ask them what the good old days were like. You know, go go up to one of these guys and say, hey, why don't you tell me about Bobby Kennedy? You know, uh, complain about how tough your life is to one of these old folks. Those guys will go on all night. They run out of time. There's there's no time left for for fighting. Right. Just get them going. Eventually, they'll, they'll fall asleep. And and that that seems to be sort of like settling uh, settling the heat that's building up down there. Is that correct? There's still plenty of animosity between uh, T Ball Walkers and and the Dust Kings, but it at least kind of puts puts a damper on right some of that rage. Sucks some of the air out of uh, out of the fire. Like the fire can't can't burn as hot if if there's no oxygen. Be they, careful when you start talking about old people and, and taking away oxygen. Oh you know, right, they, right. They got their tanks. Talking about fire. Um, first of all, there's a terrific book called uh, Fahrenheit 451 uh, about fires. But um, uh, perhaps you can tell us something about the uh, the arson investigation at Crumbler Farms. Uh, how's that going? Now, unfortunately, not not everything can be wrapped up uh, neatly in a bow in real life. You know, like it is for for my man Robert Langdon. But uh, the the good news is here we we were able to get a confession out of uh, out of RJ Robar Jr. Mm-hmm. He he did confess, but here we go. He claims that it was an accident. Interesting. He said he was out there on the loading dock, stressed out about uh, the state of the store, and you know, of course, his daddy's health. Right. Said he was he's out there smoking a cigarette next to this pallet of toilet paper, mm-hmm. which incidentally, Horace, I found out that's what old uh, Robard Sr. was talking about when he said bum wad. Oh, right. I, I guess that sense. makes sense because you would wad it yeah. up and, uh, yeah, you would you would use it there. So Robard Jr. is out there smoking cigarette by the bum wads and he decides he's done and he, he says that he put out the butt in this half-drunk can of scud. Right. And we asked him, we said, well, what, what, what flavor is good? He said it was butane berry. And we've actually had the, uh, the arson investigators analyze this. That particular flavor, butane berry, does act as an accelerant. Interesting. So, you know, he, he claims that this fire was started accidentally by a cigarette butt and a can of butane berry scud on top of this 
pallet of toilet paper. Huh. And uh, the the investigators, they said that's consistent with what they can tell. Now, I mean, we all kind of knew, didn't we, what, what happened here? <laughs> Wasn't it pretty obvious? I mean, it, it feels like we did. Yeah. Well, I started for insurance reasons. You know, and now, now RJ says that... Uh, that he did start the fire, but it was not intentional. Now, I tend to think that uh, we just kind of gave him too much time to think about it, you know? Huh. I, I, I guess, is there any way for us to, to know for, for certain? Well, you know, it's difficult when, uh, when the only real evidence we have that it wasn't accidental is that obviously he did this on purpose, right? But we can't prove it. We can't prove it. So, you know, we'll keep looking into it, but, uh, boy, I find it real hard to believe he didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. Are you going to put a case together? Is it going to go before a jury and, uh, you're going to let them decide or? Currently we, we don't really have enough to, to charge him Mm -hmm. with anything really other than, other than, you know, being a dummy out there, Smoking cigarettes next to an accelerant and a big old pallet of bone logs. You know, that's, uh, you know, some, some could argue that that's, that's a criminal stupidity right there. Right. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that's not actually a, uh, a crime that you can charge anyone with. Uh, Sheriff, uh, can you stick with me? I, I got to play an ad here in the middle. Can you stick around over the break? Hey, yeah, I got a few more minutes. I'll hang out. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we'll be right back right after this. Hello, my lovelies. We all know the magic of watching a sleeping pet nestle comfortably in their bed when who should be at the door but the dream fairy. Sprinkling sweet dreams into your pup-up or kitten's head, they could be dreaming about almost anything in those teeny tiny little eensy skulls and you never know what unless you call me Fliff Moonkiss, Pet Dream Interpreter. I'll tell you all about the sweet little nonsense your little cuddle bug is dreaming of. Miss Moonkiss helped me get into my bloodhound Basil's dreams. Apparently, he dreamt he was Barack Obama, but like a dog version named Bark Obama. And he had to make the difficult call to use drone strikes on Catalan, which Miss Moonkiss ensures me was full of cat terrorists. Darn if I can't see the full weight of that decision on my boy Basil's face every day. Who's a very good president? Yes, you are. Fliff was wonderful. Super professional. She said my cat, Pickles, was dreaming about being in a tiny little sailboat sailing around on the moon. Oh, and the moon was made of milk, and Pickles drank her fill. Because she had found a way to pick up the pieces after I'd been shot to death by an intruder after my jewelry. It was sweet. Terrifying, but sweet. Pickles was a real sweetie. Ooh, I could just eat her up! My Labrachitsu Horatio kept licking his lips while he was dreaming. Apparently he was lusting after the tasty sweet smell of cooked meat, and that meat was me, as I burned to death in a fire because I had left the oven on after making a very delicious blueberry pie. This is good information to have, I think. Horatio was so darling, what a little munchkin. I have dozens of happy clients who let me solve the magical mysteries of their pet's escapades to dreamland, and I want to do it for you, so call me today. Or you can go to InMyPetsHead.com to book a dream consultation immediately. Almost everyone is too embarrassed to ask for their money back. Fliff Moonkiss, Pet Dream Interpreter. All right, before we get back to the show, we just have a few Fakahatchee community announcements. The Mayor's Day Parade is just around the corner, which means floats. If you're full up with the spirit of Fakahatchee's mayors, both past and present, or just absolutely buzzing to create large mobile flower arrangements that can hit 60 on a freeway with a tailwind, why not sign up to become part of the Fakahatchee Spirit Committee to help create the floats? Fair warning, there's a whole lot more spreadsheets than you would expect. A friendly reminder to be aware that new parking restrictions will be going into effect as Fakahatchee gears up for the annual Mayor's Day Parade coming up. The Parking Enforcement Office has said the restrictions will be often and ever-changing, and they're not afraid to write tickets. Just try them. They're not afraid at all. And they love to tow. One of the officers confided in me that they've set up a scavenger hunt for one lucky person who will be trying to get their car back so they can make it to work before they get fired. 
The city council requested all submissions for the property tax exemption be filed at latest by Friday noon, as they'll need time to deny all requests before leaving early for the weekend. And finally, T-ball tryouts are coming up. That's literally all the information they included here, so I guess uh, find them yourself if, if you're into T-ball. Uh, maybe that is the tryout. All right, let's get back to your calls. Uh, Sheriff, uh, are you still with us? I'm still here, Horace. Why did you call in tonight? Was it was it just to talk about books, or uh, did you have something else going oh, on? Oh, Horace, no. You know, there's so much going on. I, I, I can't believe I, I forgot that this is why I was calling to tell you. We just wanted you, Horace, to be careful. You know, the, the hot sauce man, you know, he, he's really taken an interest in you. Um, mm-hmm. And he's proven himself to, to be a, a pretty dangerous guy. But uh, we do uh, here at the sheriff's department have reason to believe that the hot sauce man might be trying to recruit some kind of boy sidekick. Really? Like a teen protege. You know, whether or not he even succeeds uh, mm-hmm. in, in recruiting a teen boy sidekick, we don't, we don't need this fellow down there talking to teen boys around town. Right. Uh, and how'd, but, uh, how'd this information know, come to you, Sheriff? You know, I'm almost embarrassed to admit how long it took me to kind of put the pieces together but you know we we have our trailblazers mm-hmm. down there primarily they're focusing on uh on brighton avenue right now one of these kids comes up to me uh here at the office he says uh sheriff sheriff i, I was down there on william brighton and this fellow come up to me he said you look like a real buffalo boy huh. i said what, what's, a, what's a buffalo boy I, th- I thought it was some kind of slang that i i just didn't know i kind of blew it off i said i Hey, man, stick some stones can break your bones. Uh, Words have never hurt you. Then we called you Buffalo Boy. Buffalo Boy sounds like something that would come up if you type grinder into a search bar. Yeah, yeah. Typing in the grinders, looking for Buffalo Boys. But, uh, you know, and some of these are, and and I I didn't think much of it, you know. Mm -hmm. A couple days later, one of these other kids comes in. He he says, Sheriff. I'm down there, down there at William Biden Avenue. This dude comes up to me and he says, hey, how would you like to be a Scoville scamp? Huh. I said, Scoville scamp? Well, I, I don't know what it's, Sco- again, like, I was a slang. I, I told the kid at the time, I said, I don't know what that means. I don't know why you're upset about it. Just every couple of days, another one of these kids will come in. Yes, this kid comes in. He says, sure. This guy came up to me down, downtown. He said, he said, you look like a poblano punk. Yeah, well, you don't want to be called a punk, but what's the poblano got to do with it? Right. You know, a few days later, another kid comes in. He says, Sheriff, I was down there on Moon Brighton Avenue. A guy came up to me. He said, would you like to become a Chipotle chap? You know, it went on and on like this right. uh, for, for a while before I kind of put it together. Oh, these are all hot sauce related, pepper related, you know, poblano. Poblano and... Um... The Scoville. And yeah, the, they got that Scoville scale. And I mean, buffalo is a kind of sauce, um, which I guess is kind of spicy. I mean, you you find it next to the hot sauce in the in the grocery store, just like a just like a boy protege. Yeah, well, and and yeah, I guess if that's where you're looking, and I, I don't know why he feels like he's got to come up with a, a different uh, name hmm. every time he tries to recruit one of these kids. Why not just pick a good one? Because right. he's He's really reaching at this point. That's that's a bit weird in well, in my eyes. I mean, we we feel confident though that you know he hasn't succeeded yet because he's still you know he's still approaching our our trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we we are it's obviously something to be concerned about. These are these are upstanding kids our trailblazers. You know, there's a vetting process and and just wanting to join our program in the first place shows that that's a serious minded young adult. Right. You know, if this guy starts going around trying to recruit some of these no good teams around town, it's only a matter of time before he's got his, his Chipotle chap or whatever he's looking for that. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't I don't care for that. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't either. I mean, we, we wanted you to know now, obviously, as discussed before, I'm not too worried about him hurting you personally. Mm-hmm. I think you mean too much. You know, right. I think he sees you as a foil, and so to to uh, actually hurt you or, or you know take you off the the playing board, as it were, I, I think would kind of ruin this twisted fun that he's having right now. Uh, but he he has made it clear he's more than willing to kind of mess with you. You know, you, know, you just keep your eyes open out there. I don't know that that makes me pretty uncomfortable, but I I guess I feel a little safe that I don't know in in some ways that. Uh, 
I'm kind of like his Jay Gatsby, maybe. Is that not? From, from the great Gatsby. It's like, uh, I'm just like a focus of his obsession. You know, like, he he's my Nick oh, Carraway. And like, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, it was a book first, Sheriff. Like, it was a book. All right. Because I, I, I remember that movie. I didn't know. It was, okay, so they... There, there was a book that they based that off of, huh? Like the Da Vinci Code. It was, a, it was a book before it became a movie. They made a movie out of oh. Da Vinci Code. Oh my god! I feel like I've just changed your life, uh, Sheriff. We're gonna let you go. Uh, thanks for calling in tonight. Uh, we gotta keep Literature Week rolling on here. Uh, even though I feel like yeah, I gotta get down to the library see if they've got a DVD of Da Vinci Code. Well, uh, thanks so much, Sheriff. Uh, we're gonna go to another call right now. Let's go over here to line two. Line two. All right, caller, you're live on Night Drive. Go ahead and tell us what hey, you're. Listen up, you piece of shit. You ain't half the man that Robert Langdon is. You couldn't solve a cryptix if the code was printed on the chick sandwich wrapper. You'd probably destroy all the contents like an absolute numbnut. He was able to figure out the code, Da Vinci's code. T-Bing would trick you six ways to Sunday, you pompous blowhard. You'd be like, Durr, what's that at-bash cipher? Shut up. Okay, well, uh, that's another vote for the Da Vinci Code. Okay, if uh, if you're just now joining us, we're talking classic literature here tonight on Night Drive. Go ahead, line one. Hey, Oris, it's Tyler Duncan. Hey, Tyler. Let me tell you, the Da Vinci Code is the absolute best. I've never actually really read it, but it is the only book I own. And that's because Tom Hanks is the star. How many books can say that? Well, Tyler, if I crunch the numbers, I would say probably only seven or eight. I mean, Forrest Gump, Polar Express, Bridge of Spies. I mean, all three of the Dan Brown books. Uh, but, you know, thanks for calling in and sharing. All right now, Horace. Oof, only book he owns. Uh, well, let's uh, let's keep Literature Week uh, rolling on here. Uh, let's go over to line two and find out what line two's favorite book is. Uh, go ahead, caller. Uh, hi, am I on the air? You are on the air, and we are waiting to hear what is your favorite piece of literature. Oh, oh, oh books, right. Uh, well, you know what? I am a sucker for the Da Vinci Code. I mean, who isn't, right? Who isn't? Yeah, um... That that that's been a a pretty popular choice uh, tonight. Yeah, I, what, yeah. what what is it about the Da Vinci Code? Uh, like, uh, well, look, I am a man of science. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't believe in the hoodoo, but uh, I gotta say, I just like the way they brought sex back to Jesus. Okay, it, what, what what's your name? Oh, Doctor Chester Minefield. Doctor Chester, uh, you ha- you've had to have read so many better books. Than the Da Vinci Code. A, you're a learned man. Uh, if you have a doctor in front of your name, I assume you have a PhD. Yes. And you're telling me that your favorite piece of literature, out of all the greats, out of Dickens Never and Bronte, uh, Dan Brown, he, he, he speaks to me in, in a way that none of these other authors ever have. You know, I, I saw the cover. I had to read it. I've seen plenty of other covers. And it just, I just didn't feel the need to even crack it open. If I'm being honest, I, I, is it is it because the the main character is a professor? Is that it? Uh, I do like that he is a professor. I like that he's into s- symbology. He's he's like an Indiana Jones, but uh, not nearly as rugged or handsome or suave, uh, which I find just more realistic and um, approachable. What is the focus of your PhD? Are, are you a symbologist? Oh no, not even close. Is that what he does in that book? Have you not read this book? I frankly don't remember the details. Good Lord. There was like an albino whipping himself. And at that point, I was like, this has got nothing on Dante's Inferno. I'm not familiar with that title. I've never heard of it. Books are all well and good, but uh, I'm not here to talk about symbology or albinos. Oh, thank God. I'm being honest. All right. No, no. My my PhD, in fact, is is in waves, various waves, uh, seismic and 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 I think I think I'm onto something, and and I and I got to tell someone other than my twin brother, who, who is over here, Boris. Boris, say hi. Hey, um, I, I think something. Uh, you got to listen to my brother. He's not crazy, and I think it's really important. Um, okay, I'm gonna give the phone back to to Chester. Here you go, Chester. Thank you. Thank. It's okay. As I well, said, you guys have really different voices for for being brothers. Did, did uh, you say he was your twin? Yes, twin. Uh, two two minutes apart. Yes, right. I am the eldest. You know, everyone always said I was the better twin, but uh, that that's true. I just, oh, it's it really is true. He's so smart. 
that's you didn't have to say that, but thank you. Uh, like 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 I said, and and like like my, my twin Boris just backed up. Mm-hmm. I think there's something going on. I'm not entirely sure, but I just feel I got to tell someone else. Okay, got to get it out there. Right. Um. So if you're open to it, I would. Well, I would well like let's to- let's treat this like uh, the Mona Lisa and, and find a bunch of weird shit and in what what's going on here. True. You do have to get very close to that painting. I don't know if you've been to the Louvre, but it's not a distance look. Yeah. Honestly, you're probably just going to see it through somebody's phone because somebody's going to be holding up their phone to take a picture, and that's going to be your best view. Yeah. No, that's how I view most art. By choice or, or just how that seems to work out? Well, the brightness of the screen, I just feel like I could see it better. That makes sense. So you're a, you're a wave doctor, uh, Dr. Doctor wave, uh, but not a yeah. surfer. That would be a great name for a surfer. Uh, sure, but it'd be ridiculous to spend that much time in school to surf. I mean... And your mm, twin, Boris, I think you said his name was. He said you have something. Uh, hi, Boris. He said that you guys had something really important to, to tell us. Yes. Well, okay. Two weeks ago, I was monitoring the wavelengths on a Friday night, like I do. And I, I noticed something very deep in the wavelengths. Uh, and, and, I, and I assumed that you would be interested in this since you are uh, on the radio waves. Right. Okay. I'm going to break this down very simply. Okay. Um, your radio waves, the mm-hmm. waves that carry your voice to the people of Foxahatchee, they, how do I put this? Uh, those are like big pond ripples. Yeah. It's big, you know, when you stick your boot into, into the swamp and, and the ripple comes out, you got these big ripples. Well, within those big ripples, I am seeing tinier ripples, like a smaller boot went into the swamp just after your boot. And I think there's there's something there's something strange about it. I can't pinpoint where it's coming from. Uh-huh. But it is a mystery. I I, I mean is this uh is this something that we should be worried about as citizens of Fakahashi, Dr. Chester? And Boris? The research is still ongoing. I don't have anything conclusive. Well, I I thought that uh that you did. At least I thought I I thought that it was something pretty serious. Uh he doesn't always no. I, I it's too early to tell. It's can I, too can early I ask? To a, tell. Can I ask a question, Chester? Um, wh- what does Boris have his PhD in? Cheese. Uh, right, right. Uh, and and is he uh, a fraternal or an identical twin? I I feel like you're getting a little hung up on on my family tree. I'm, I'm just curious because uh, really you guys you guys sound so different for for being brothers. Like a totally like. Uh, you sound like you, you lived in New York for 10 years and, and Boris sounds like, uh, he woke up in, in Frankenstein's lab. Yeah. Well, he, he I got my mother's voice and he got my dad's voice. I, what, right. what more okay. do you want from me? Okay. I, sorry. I, I don't know why I'm getting the fifth degree here. Okay. I, I, back to the waves. What's causing this? Is this just a radio station? Uh, is this something that like, uh, KFAK is doing right now or. I can tell you with absolute certainty that these are not caused by the radio stations. Okay. These waves seem to be much lower to the ground. Right. And I think I think they're being spurned on by oh, I don't know, maybe 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 the wetlands, uh salts in the ground and in the water and that that kind of permeates and it, it pushes these waves like a um what would a layman understand? Um that pushes it like like a like a grocery cart. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Except, except it doesn't have a squeaky wheel. It has a very oily, silent wheel, and no one else can hear it. But I heard it, Horace. I right. heard the wheel. I don't know what's doing this. I don't know who's behind it, but it's there. The wheel is there. Huh? Could this uh, affect the citizens in in any way? Do I need to put on uh, foil on the inside of my baseball cap? Well, it certainly wouldn't hurt, and and who knows? You could maybe even make it fashionable, but that's beside the point. Right. The point is that this is real. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't think I'm crazy. I don't know if there's going to be any harm. It could potentially be. Well, well what's who the knows? the potential for danger here? Uh, well. Potentially, these waves could interact with the with the human neurons mm-hmm. in, in various different ways. Perhaps you know someone else will suddenly feel anger out of nowhere because a trout jumped out of the water. I don't know, Horace. 
Got I it. Don't know. So, so like potentially mood swings or uh, I, I guess hallucinations is, is kind of what you're hinting at. Anything is possible. Quite anything is possible. Much like the writings of Dan Brown. Uh, let, let me. We know what your favorite book is. What is Boris's favorite book? What What is Boris like to read? Can I, let me speak to Boris for a second. Okay. Here, here you go, Boris. Oh, um, I, uh, I don't, I don't read. I just, I listen to my brother. You should too. Boris, should put Chester back on. Okay. All right. Are we good now? Um, I, I actually, that? sorry. I, I had one more question for Boris, uh, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what is it? I'm late for my shows. I'm just a layman, man. I'm just a, I'm just a boy. I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're just a, a a boy. You're as old as you feel, right? Oh, I can't argue with that. Uh, put Chester back on if you don't mind. Okay. I really hope that's the last time I have to hand the phone off because it's it's very frustrating. I feel like you're not taking me seriously. Right. I'm just I'm just curious about about Boris. I mean, we found out a lot about you, and I mean, what does Boris think that we should do to protect ourselves from this? Look, it, it does. It doesn't matter what Boris thinks. Boris thinks what I tell him. He always does exactly what you say. He not no not exactly. He mm-hmm. has opinions as a separate person obviously but did you hear that boris uh he said something but i'm starting to think that he shouldn't be trusted i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why he even it it seems like you and your twin have have really different opinions about this phone call like you he was supporting you up front and and now he he says you're not to be trusted yes no don't don't listen to him you listen to me right Right. I'm I'm Dr. Wave, as you put it so eloquently. And and, and, and he's just a, a, a moron. Right? So, again, not crazy. And we need to uh, uh, do something about this, uh, potentially. Um, at the very least, I need to be let back into the university because I can only do so much on my own. You know. Interesting that you you mentioned uh, doing stuff on your own. How do you uh, end up studying these waves? Do you, do you spend a lot of time by yourself uh, in in solitary? Uh, I mean, yeah, there aren't discotheques for those interested in waves. Right. There might be a dance move called the wave, but it has actually nothing to do with with our work. Uh, so, so when you're studying these things, you're, you're sort of by yourself for, for long periods of time? I don't see how that's relevant. Boris might think it's relevant. Look, I, we don't see how that's relevant. Right. Well, uh, Doctor, uh, thank you so much for calling in tonight. I, I really think that we're going to get back to Literature Week. Um, and we've got a, a lot of people who, who like the Da Vinci Code already. And uh, frankly, Boris doesn't read. So I, I think we're going to move on. Look to the ground. And always trust Dan Brown. Right. All right. We've got uh, just a little time for uh, some of these emails and tweets. Uh, some of you are out there listening, but you can't get to a phone for whatever reason. Well, well, don't panic. Put your head between your legs and grab a paper bag to breathe into until you calm yourself down. And then reach out to us through the social networks. Bonus point if the paper bag has some fresh baked cookies in it. I, I think even Dr. Scroggins would say, that's safe huffing. Hughes Higgins hit us up on Twitter at Night Drive FM to say, uh, okay, it's a thread. Uh, Salutations, Horace. To my eye, there is no finer read than the gripping prose contained within the novel The Da Vinci Club. Yeah, he, he actually wrote Club. What a page turner to accompany you either beach or poolside. The perfect accoutrement to any of my fine wines available at keywestwines.net. Like my crystal key... Okay, it seems like the rest of this is just him trying to get free ad time for his wines. Uh, you've made your point. Thanks, thanks, Puce. Polyfibbage tagged us on Instagram at NightDriveFMInsta of her smiling and holding a book on a powerboat. Um, pretty picture. I can't quite tell what she's reading here. Uh, below, she's typed hashtag rereading. Uh, looks like she's also tagged author Dan Brown. Uh huh. In the comments below, that's okay. It's apparently the hardback of the Da Vinci Code without the book jacket on. Uh, terrific. Uh, th- thanks very much, Polly. Father Jonah Likely of the Spanctuary tweeted at Night Drive FM to say, "To my mind, there is no greater book than the Good Book." Oh, I, 
I guess that just makes sense. Uh, Though if I had to pick among the Gospels between Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'd probably pick the Gospel according to Dan Brown. The others just aren't my kind of thriller, and The Da Vinci Code is one book I can't just hit and quit. Thanks, Father. All right, uh, enough of of the written word. Let's get back to your calls and opinions. Right now, uh, again, that number to call is 305-209-9686. It's Literature Week, guys. Let's, let's talk about the classics. We never get a chance to do this. Mary Shelley, Hemingway, um... J.K. Rowling, I'll take as a classic, if I have to. Go ahead, line one. Hey there, Horace. It's it's Shirley. Hey, Shirley. What's your favorite piece of literature? I was just wanting to let you know my favorite part of the Da Vinci Code is the part where... Shirley, no, uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking what your favorite part of the Da Vinci volleyball, Code. F- volleyball? Makes, Shirley, no, that, that that's not even a book. Wilson, that's a, and he's talking to Wilson. Shirley, Shirley that's... Shirley, please, that's... It's not a person, it's a volleyball, and he's sitting there chatting with Wilson sh- and everything. Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite part of that Da Vinci Code. Oh, Wilson. Wilson, you see, you're the best part She just hung up, and uh, this has sort of been the opposite of Literature Week. Um, all right. Um, let's go over here to, to line one. Line one. Go ahead, caller. Uh, tell me all about why you love the Da Vinci Code. The what? I thought tonight's episode was about literature. Yeah, but you're just going to tell me about the Da Vinci Code, so... Oh, well, I've never read it. Oh, oh wait, oh wait, 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 wait. So, so you're calling in to talk about the classics? Indubitably. Okay. Uh, to your mind, uh, what do you think is the the most valuable piece of classical literature? Well, uh, in terms of pure value and universal truths, I do think pound for pound, nothing is more relevant and possibly resonant than 2013's Maxim's Top 100. Did you know Zoe Saldana was number 38? That seems like a robbery, and I do love a good caper. All right, that's it. Uh, I'm done. Uh, Literature week is over. I'm cutting it off. I'm pulling the plug. Uh, I don't care how many more of you are waiting on the lines to call in tonight. Uh, We're cutting you off. Uh, I hope you'll call back for Da Vinci week, Um, which which is not a thing that's happening, by the way. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Please, 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 please don't call in six months from now trying to talk about the Da Vinci Code again or or Angels and Demons or Digital Fortress. I, I don't want to hear it, and not even if you're Dan Brown. So uh, I don't even care if it's not quite five o'clock to end the show. Uh, we'll just run the mandated buzzing longer or something. Uh, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm done with the show this week. Uh, for those of you who stuck with us, uh, I apologize. And uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, rate the show, review the show, but more importantly, tell a friend or a stranger about the show. Uh, a lot of people need another podcast in their life, and, and I won't say it makes you a hero because, well, you could be one of those anti-hero types. So if you are, feel free to write Night Drive backward on your fist and then punch it into a bad guy's forehead so when he looks at himself in the mirror later, he'll know about the show. Or, no, wait, uh, write it forwards. That's how mirrors work. Uh, you can reach the show on Twitter at Night Drive FM, on Instagram at Night Drive FM Insta, or on Reddit at r slash Night Drive FM. Or as always, come join us in our Discord. It's an open invitation to everyone, and we've got people from across the globe in there. So uh, just hit us up on one of the social networks for the link, and then get in there. Join the rest of the community. It's got a real fun little clubhouse vibe. We did a bit for the uh, the Royal Rumble last month that had a ton of people participating. And, uh, uh, and there's always folks in there chatting or, or, or sharing things, uh, a lot of dog photos, cat photos, talking about what games they're playing. But, uh, a great place if you're looking for a community to, uh, to finish out the pandemic in. Uh, if you really love this show, why not become one of our patrons and support the show at patreon.com slash night drive. Uh, we use that money for hosting for the podcast, bandwidth for the fake websites, sound gear, etc. You also get $4 off on Teespring for wearable merch. Uh, and on the merch side, we've got shirts, mugs, face masks, etc. Et 
Uh, we've got an official Night Drive Season 1 poster that is absolutely incredible. Uh, I've got one framed on my wall. And uh, those are a limited edition. So when they're they're gone, they're gone. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be printing up more of those. That, uh, along with some other bits and bobs like pins and stickers and magnets, are available as well. And you can find all of that at nightdrivemerch.com, which will take you to those two storefronts. Also, Dinosaurin is back. Now that Dinosaurs is back on Disney+, Plus, I've blown the dust off the only podcast about ABC's hit 90s show, Dinosaurs. Uh, episode 3 took place in my cold, cold garage. What lies in store for Episode 4, wherein Fran gets courted by a T-Rex? Uh, you'll have to join the Patreon to find out. Night Drive is produced by Michael Truly and is hosted by a man who knows that the private selection brand of capers is actually the generic store brand. Me, Horace Wexler. The collars were ably played with stoic determination by Casey Redman, Evan Gaustad, and Clayton Meeks. With additional vocal support by Lydia Alemu, Kay Santos, Gerald Dudley, and Michael Cruz. I'd also like to thank our lightning callers, Nathan Greenaway and Tyler Harville. And a very special thank you to our musical guest, the Didgeridopes. Sorry for laughing when you referred to those things as your instrument. That was very rude of me. Good Morning Sunbuns with Tiffany Bunzel takes over tomorrow at 5, 5 a.m. Tomorrow, Tiffany speaks with a Kraken researcher to find out if there's anything you can do at home to make sure the Kraken stays unreleased. She'll also be joined by one of the editors of Good Housekeeping who will share how to get bloodstains out of your wedding dress. And finally, Tiffany will sit down for a heart-to-heart with actor Taff Flexton about what he did to prepare for his role as a chimpanzee detective. Until Tiffany takes over, here's four and a half hours of government-mandated buzzing that you can pretend is a bunch of bees plotting a murder for revenge. Until next time, I'm Horace Wexler. Keep night driving.